Hey everyone, welcome to Buzzing About Romance. I am Becky and I am super excited to be joined by uh, podcast fellow podcaster Jenny. Hi Jenny. We'll just make things Hi, like tonight. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. Um, and also on this episode is Carolina. Hey Carolina. Hey Becky. Um, I am coming off vacation. We have not recorded in over a month. But we've still been dropping episodes, just haven't recorded. So now it's getting back into the groove. (laughs) And Jenny and I on Friday night, we recorded some quick shots. So I almost said in the opening, welcome to a quick shot of romance. I I was actually waiting for you to say it. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, hey. We'll give you some grace this episode. (laughs) Excellent. Thank you. So let's check in a little bit here. How has everyone's summer reading been going? My reading's been going pretty well. I well, read a lot of books you told me to. I mean, so. isn't that what everyone should be doing? It, it it really is. Like, every time I'm like, she's right again. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Carolina? How's your summer reading going? Um, Mine has been a little mixed. Um, There's some books that I've been excited about and I've read, and they are not my favorites of the authors. They're good, but like there's something missing or I just like a book, a different book better in the series. Um, And, but, and I'm going to save this for my book of the week, but I'm listening to this book on audio. I've already read the book and I love the book and I'm listening to the book on audio going, damn, this audio book makes the book, like the book's already amazing, but it makes it a million times better. Yeah. And I'm like, I normally listen to audiobooks on like one and 1.2 speed, right? Because I just, I just want to listen to it. Like sometimes the cadence is a little slow for me. Oh no, I went back to like one speed because. Oh, I can't I wait to it. find out what book that is. I know. <laughs> big tease. I'm going to be a big tease right now. Um, um, and then I started reading um, <laughs> a book that Pecky recommended and I'm already in love with it. So <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> um okay so we're kind of halfway through the year i mean we're dropping this episode in july so you know you've had six months of reading so far in the year um how's your reading goal going for the year i don't set one jenny just doesn't do it no nope, i don't need that pressure <laughs> i got enough pressure in my life <laughs> fair carolina how's your reading goal going um so I actually was looking at it a few weeks ago and I was behind like you know because Goodreads tells you if you're on pace ahead or behind and I was behind like 12 books and I'm like what the hell is going on and then I looked at it going last year I also read a lot of novellas and I haven't read a lot of novellas lately so I did a little binge on novellas just to kind of help me get back on pace. You are going to beat the system. I'm going to get my books. Um, But I don't know. It it was actually a good break for me to just kind of read some stuff that was quick, especially with um, everything's been going on. I haven't been able to, just work has been busy. So I haven't been able to read um, as much as I normally do. Um, So that it actually helps me also feel accomplished. Like, okay, I just read like, you know, (laughs) five books in three days. Mind you, they were novellas. No, it doesn't matter. Length doesn't matter. You read five books in three days. Three days. Go Carolina. Um, Okay, I'm going to ask the hard question now. Does anyone have an outstanding read so far for the year? 
And I, I this is what I thought you were gonna ask first, and I was like, oh no. What what Jenny? Jenny, I know I you've read know. some good ones. <laughs> I have. I really have. <laughs> What's it out? Just one. It doesn't have to be at the end of the year. I'm not gonna come back to this episode and be like, <laughs> on July 16th, <laughs> you said <laughs> doing that. Uh, Between Never and Forever is by really, Britt Benson. Yes. Oh, this book. Mm. Carolina, it's Rockstar. She's the rock star. Small town. Second chance. Single dad. Single dad. Okay. Now, angsty, but not without purpose. All right. What is what was the title again? Let's write this down. (laughs) Between Never and Forever by Britt Benson. It's so good. So good. Um, Carolina, do you have a top read so far this year? Um, I have two. <laughs> um, the first one is Canon by Sawyer Bennett. I Dirty absolutely love Canon. Yeah. And he is delicious and he is, um, I think he's just so like, he understands the balance. I think that's the coach in him for, from the hockey team. Um, he lets his heroine, you know, make make her own decisions as much as he wants to jump in. Um, and he's a dirty talker. So that's always good. Such a dirty talker. Um, and then the second one, you have to wait until my book oh, of the week. <laughs> we'll wait to your book of the week. Um, Again, I'm teasing you. Yeah, I was like, he was not kidding. <laughs> um, I did a post on my Instagram, on Bookcase and Coffee's Instagram about my year and you know so far my half year checkup because I don't do monthly checkups do you guys do monthly like check-ins at the end of the month like round up what you've read and stuff I mm-hmm. don't I'm terrible at them so, I used to do them but I don't anymore yeah. um I'd rather just talk about you know almost because it became almost like uh I don't want to say competitive or competition but there's that measure um, yeah. And I, I forget who posted it. Um, I saw somebody and do their roundup and they, they basically almost, it was almost like a disclaimer, but in a very kind way, like, don't let these numbers of what I did impact or make you feel bad. Cause it was somebody who's, you know, had a pretty yeah. high number for the month. Um, so I don't know. I've just, I've stepped back and cause sometimes also, I also appreciate the ones that say, okay, I've read you know, it's nice to recap and see what you've done for the month. Um, but I like the ones where I'm liking the ones more where it says, okay, maybe I've read X number of books a month, but here are my top favorites. So we're not getting the like ones that I, you loved and then hated and like everything in between. Just tell me the ones you like. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I really, I was looking at my reading cards because I still use the Buzzing About Romance reading cards uh, to keep track of what I'm reading and just for fast glances. And I really slumped hard at the beginning of the year. Like, and you all know it. Mm -hmm. The beginning of the year was really tough for me. And then even in March, because then we had COVID and all that kind of stuff. And it was really tough getting back. And I mean, I was kind of angry at books too (laughs) for a long time. Uh, but then by the time we hit the beginning of April, we got that new Carrie and or Carrie Elks book with the next uh, went North Winter. Oh, um, that was a good one, too. 
And then May was like this exceptional month of reading for me. And it really carried into June. And then I had vacation. And you guys know, because you get my group text messages, (laughs) I have been finding some new authors. So you guys stick tuned, stay tuned for Quick Shots of Romance, because we are going to be featuring some new authors that I've discovered. And um, like really some of the enthusiasm and the excitement came back. And I just, I don't. I don't know, like I've had a really great year of reading and I'm I'm really excited going into the next uh, couple months, some of the books that are coming out and authors we're discovering. So anyway, that's where I'm at. Um, but it has not been without its fair share of DNFs because we all know how I feel about a DNF. Just do it. Yeah. Just do it. Don't got time for bad books. Um. So on this episode of Buzzing About Romance, we are talking all about good and bad of blurbs. Spoilers. Do you like spoilers? When teasers give away the best parts of the book? Content and trigger warnings? The good and the bad and what is needed? We're also going to talk a little bit about when we do end up with a spoiler, especially with social media, things like book talk that are put forth by influencers that have early copies, who might be responsible for that you know, is should the author be stepping in? Should it just be on the influence or is it the publicist? We're going to cover all these things because Becky's got big feels and we need to get them out. <laughs> um, okay, so we have our romance term of the week. I figured we would just go with what is a blurb when I say a blurb? Because there's the word blurb is actually used for two different things in relation to books. So we're going to talk about that. Uh, Term of the week, blurb. It's a short description of a book or movie or other product written for promotional purposes. It appears on the cover of the book or in an advertisement. This is different from when an author says they are, quote, blurbing a book. When an author says, I am blurbing a book, those are short book reviews written by authors or experts in the book's field. They are used by authors and publishers on marketing material. It is not a book description. A book description is written by publisher, book marketers, or authors, and it describes the contents of the book. So for this episode, we are talking about book descriptions versus authors blurbing books. Before we get into that, though, how many of us have bought a book based on an a different author blurbing a book. Because I recently did a happy hour based on who blurbed the author's book. Oh, like you're like you're saying like one author has written the book and yeah. had another author so describe author, the book. Yeah, so author Sydney okay. Carger, we did a happy I did a happy hour with him. Anderson Cooper blurbed his book do you want to know why i said yes to sydney's publisher (laughs) because i've been in love with anderson cooper since 1991 (laughs) that's just the way it is (laughs) i don't think it goes that way (laughs) it doesn't matter he loves me he would marry me just saying even though we don't play for the same team he'd still marry me he loves me um but you'll often hear so like if you look fourth wing the fourth wing by rebecca yaros is really big right now on the front cover are blurbs from Lexi Ryan. Uh, Sawyer Bennett blurbed that book for her. Um, they gave editorial quotes to be used in the blurb. 
But for what we're talking about, we're actually talking about the book description. We're talking about the 200 to 500 words that are used by the author to give us synopsis, hopefully spoiler-free synopsis, of the book. Um, so there's, that's the difference. All right. Um, okay, so let's talk blurbs, descriptions, synopsises first. Um, I shall make my confession because apparently this was new to somebody that was in our Discord. I, Becky, do not read blurbs for books. You sell me on a title. <laughs> a title and a really good cover. And, See, yeah. a title and a good cover will have me read the blurb. It's unless, um, I mean, honestly, even even for authors that I know, I want to read the blurb because I want to confirm who, like, which characters in the story, especially if, you know, it's a big series and a little bit, I always, I also look for, like, tropes and blurbs. Like, okay, what am I going to get in this? Um, because then it's like, okay, where do I prioritize this on my TBR? Yeah. Jenny, are you a blurb reader? I know you make I me am. read blurbs. <laughs> I do make you read I am a blurb reader. And I think some of it like goes back to like being a kid in the library and like my parents gave me a limit, like 10 books and like just that automatic, like pulling it out of the shelf and like flipping it to the back cover mm -hmm. to see if it was worth like one of my spots. Um, so it's kind of like a, oh. <laughs> no. ingrained thing to like check out what it means but um yeah I can definitely be sold on the title and cover alone too I think for me oftentimes you can't tell if it's a good blurb or a bad blurb until you read the book right correct and a lot of times I'll read a blurb for a book and I'll use this because this is going to be one of my this is a bad blurb example for me Gina Aziz, and I love her books. Don't, please, this is not like a hit at her. Do not think that. But Gina wrote her book, Sweet Talker. It is book one in her Boston Hawk series. And in it, it teases an accidental pregnancy. I thought the accidental pregnancy would be at the very beginning of the book. You know, it's teased in the blurb. The blurb should cover only the first 5% of the book. Anything that happens after that post 5% should not be mentioned at all anywhere in the blurb, in my opinion. I agree. I and, agree. Because I get that, like, anticipation, like, like, where is it? Why isn't she pregnant yet? <laughs> right. And in that book, it was almost 70% before it's revealed that she got pregnant. And it was, I was kind of like, oh, it wasn't that big of, I mean... It kind of was a piece on how they were going to move forward in their relationship, but it didn't have an impact on the overall storyline. Like, it's not how they met. It wasn't a one night stand. Like, they dated. She happened to get pregnant. I don't know. There's been times where, actually, it recently I was in the mood for um, cowboy romance. Shocking. Me want to read cowboy. Oh um and carolina has a I, type i do <laughs> um and so i was actually looking at the 
books that I had on my Kindle. Um, what? You read for a book I, you already had? No, because right? I People have a gazillion of them. <laughs> and so I was looking at one and I read one. Okay, great. And then I was looking for another one. And I was like, oh, I haven't read this author before. This will be good. And I like to read in order. I'm like Becky, who likes to break the rules and, you know, go different series. So I was looking at the blurb for book one. And I am so thankful. At the time, I was very thankful that I read the blurb because it was, there was enough, like there was that trigger warning in there that something was going to happen, like something happened in to one of the characters towards the beginning of the book so I knew it was going to be a heavier read and it was not what I needed at the time that type of read it doesn't mean that I'm not going to read the book at all because I do I want to read the book I want to read this author I've heard great things about this author but it was a good flag for me to say this is not like what I need at the time and so I don't start that and go into that and then have a, a bad reaction because of it so that is the downfall of not reading blurbs because I read a book by Michelle Hurd this weekend for an upcoming quick shot. And in the blurb, she warns that there is on-page assault, not by the hero to the heroine, but the heroine suffers from an on-page assault. And I don't read content or trigger warnings again. I don't really have any triggers. Um, I, I say that, but I do. I have one trigger and that is sick kids. And if you're going to mess with that, you got to do it right or you're going to make me mad. Um, but that's a personal, I mean, that's just like a really small, minute thing, right? Um, but I didn't read the blurb for this Michelle Hurd book. And then after I had read it, the book, and I was fine. I read the book, no problems for me. But then I was like, wow, I wonder, does she mention this? Is this in the blurb? Is this in content warning? Because, you know, we're going to do an episode on it. And it was, it was there, but... The surprises. Sometimes you get a book and you think, oh, this is titled, you know, something. And wh what? Where did this come from? <laughs> um, so do you have any ick words in blurbs? Are there things that when you hit a blurb that you know, ooh, this book's not for me? So for me, I'll just give you some examples. For me, my ick words are sweet. Like, this, you know, there's yeah. sweet coming together. Um, and, and not to be offensive to anyone, but if there's anything religious within the blurb or the title, um, like, you know, he's yeah, an answer that's... to a prayer. Not, not for me. Just not for me. Um journey of self-discovery because that to me triggers that this is not going to be romance this is going to be more towards women's fiction it's fiction yeah i agree which again is great but not for me um and then i came across something that called it character's name salad and i was like wait what so this is if there is more than three character names mentioned in the blurb Chances are the author wasn't as concise as they could have been while crafting it, and the author wasn't as concise as they could have been in the blurb. Like, mm -hmm. if there's, like, three and four, five, six, seven names thrown into a blurb, then it's confusing as to who is whose story is this? What right. is this? Right. So let's 
so unless it's like a single parent and it's the kid's yeah, name, right? That's what like, I was thinking. That would be the only exception to that. But if you're talking about a lot of like adult characters in romance, then I totally get it because then it just becomes crowded on the page. But, and then is this is this really a romance or is this women's fiction? Okay, so let's take let's take Melissa Foster into an example because Melissa has tons of books that have a wide cast of characters within them. Now, I went through and I looked at Melissa's blurbs. Her blurbs are very concise as to the two main characters mm -hmm. that are going to be in this book. And also, mm -hmm. like, I was looking at Jock's book, which is book mm -hmm. one in the Steals at Silver Island. And it mentions Daphne and the little girl's name and his name. So you got those three. But, like, you don't get all his siblings. You don't get all her friends. Right. Like, and I thought, you know what? These are books. Like, I looked at the one that's um, her whiskeys at Redemption Ranch. Like, I looked at those because I'm obsessed with Cowboy. And, um, again, not a ton of mention. And that was an interesting one because she's rescued from a cult. So you could mm -hmm. have had a lot of names right. thrown in there. But it's not. They're very. Her blurbs are tight. The other one who has really tight blurbs, Carrie Elks and Sawyer Bennett and Carrie and Ryan. They have really yeah. tight blurbs. Yes. Yeah. As, as you're talking, like I'm thinking, like there are definitely blurbs that I gravitate towards, and I like it when it's like here are the two main characters, and you get like a little snippet from maybe like their point of view or even like a third person point of view. Um, but like, you know, like here's a paragraph on the first person, here's the paragraph on the like person that they're gonna end up with for their HEA. Yeah. I don't yeah. even mind if it's like, I think those are fun. I also don't mind if it's like uh, one, a single perspective or if it's just an overall description, like not like, third person I guess you would call it like not from anyone's perspective um just more about the true description of the book um do but you, it, it has to have to it has to be related to the being do the you worry if a book is written from one point of view that we're maybe only going to get one point of view in that actual book it doesn't bother me if I if a book is not single point of view because honestly that's kind of a newer thing from where I started in romance right mm -hmm. um I don't care if a book has one point of view, but I know that there are a lot of people that really prefer dual POVs. So if a blurb only has one POV, do you worry then that you're only getting one POV in the actual book? Now that you ask the question, yes. <laughs> yeah, I don't <laughs> think I consciously think about it, but now maybe I should. <laughs> that wasn't a concern before, but sure. <laughs> New fear unlocked. You're welcome. Yes. <laughs> Thanks, Becky. <laughs> I'm just doing the Lord's work. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. I just was curious because, again, it doesn't bug me. But I know, like, I read reviews that'll say, I just really wish I had had his point of view. I needed more from them. Or, you know, why didn't we get this character's point of view? And I'm just like, because the author didn't want to write it that way. Move on. <laughs> right. 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 I've read a few. I mean, most of the books I've read, because I read more recent books, um, are dual point of view. But I've read some single point of view. And once 
once I know that the book is single point of view, I'm okay. I just like, I, it's just that because I become so used to dual, I just have to get into that mind frame. Um, There are books that are dual point of view that I know that the blurbs are single point of view and that's, that's okay. I, it hasn't been a trigger or a flag for me. I will still read the book if the blurb is good. If I, if the blurb interests me, then I will still read the book. Um, yeah. Um, okay. So I have to say this because this is the one, this is actually one of the things that inspired this episode. Vi Keelan writes the rest, the best blurbs of romance. Oh yes. Yeah. They're like teasers. Yeah. It's like a trailer for a movie without giving away anything. Mm-hmm. That's and that's I think the one said that, that about... I was like. <laughs> she like literally like strong arms me, asks me five times in the middle of the quick shot. You sure you don't want to read this blurb? I'm like, yeah, we don't need to read. She's like, I'm pretty sure we need to read the blurb. <laughs> okay. I read the blurb. <laughs> <laughs> she read the blurb. We're talking about the game from Vikeelin. Yeah. Well, and I think there have been times on when we've done quick shots where you know you read the blurb I typically read the blurb before I read the book um because I kind of want to just have an idea of what I'm getting into um unlike Becky I I I don't like to go in cold I I like to have that basic idea and so I know when we record quick shots like I won't read typically read it the blurb afterwards but we'll go for a quick shot and then we've read blurbs before I'm like oh that was a really good blurb for this book like it's that reflective yeah. Of afterwards. And again, I don't think that you can really judge a blurb until you've read, you've read the book. The book. Yeah. Um okay. Uh when a blurb is a spoiler. The original blurb for The Heart Principle by Helena Hong stated the plot essentially as a female character tries to lure a male main character away from a train wreck of a sister to keep her on the straight and narrow while dealing with OCD. Like, that was the original blurb. Like, that quote. That quote. That's, that's got a lot going on right there. It's a lot. It was, that was like the whole summary, the whole plot of the book. Um, and I've read a couple that were spoily. Um, so, Reckless by Elsie Silver. It gives away that it's a secret baby, right? And that it's the heroes, like, right in the beginning of the blurb. Where's the mystery? Where, where's right the fun? Why you got to ruin everything? <laughs> yeah, that goes back to my, like, then I'm anticipating it. So I don't fully enjoy, like, whatever comes before that, like, main plot, plot point. And I think, like, Legend by Sawyer Bennett, that's a secret baby. But it talks about the baby just being left on the doorstep. You don't know if it's actually Legend's baby. You don't know right. why it's being left there. You just know that he found a baby on a doorstep. So, like, that's a good blurb. Right. Because then part of that journey is, what? why do I have a baby? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a hockey goalie. <laughs> is and it truly my baby? <laughs> is it my Who baby? Who left this baby? <laughs> right. How do I take care of a baby? <laughs> yeah, Stacey, right? uh, Stacey Lynn also has a secret baby in her Carolina hockey series. 
that it's kind of that, you know, like he only had sex once and now there's a baby on his doorstep. Like, is it his baby? What What's happening? So again, like, I don't know. Don't spoil things, people. That's all. Um, yeah. That's the hard part. Like, you, because that's, there's a fine balance of understanding where that, what plays a role of that in the story and how much gets revealed to the reader. Because yes, I still, even though I read the blurbs, I still want to anticipate what's happening and how like things coming up and the reveal of it, like, you know, we're going to talk about legends baby here for a second, but like, is it really his baby? How does he deal with that? How, like, does he know who left it? How does he find who left it? Like you still want to go on that journey with the character. You don't want it to be laid out for you. It's kind of like a movie trailer. Like if you give me like, there's so many movie trailers that I've said there's the whole movie right. in that like 60 second trailer. I don't need to see it. I yep. do not need to waste my time. So and Mike will I not watch like... Marvel trailers except the very first one. Yeah, that's fair. Because yeah. he thinks that. Yeah, they usually do. Okay, so this brings up teasers, trailers. And because we get them a lot from authors, social media. And I actually got to the point where taking an arc, I will not do teaser shares. I say no thank you. Because I think they give away the best parts of the book. Sometimes. Sometimes. They can. I, I mean, it's tough because you want you, like, you want, as even as a reader, you want to get excited and you want to get a sense of the characters so i get that um but you like also have to be careful of not sharing like all of the especially the hot moments the steamy moments well like, i was thinking about sarah kate's when she released some of the books that are in her salacious players club she'd give these really like steamy erotic quotes and trailers and then you go to read the book, and that is the steamiest part in the entire book. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. That gets that gets disappointing because you're like, I've yeah. seen that, and I've seen that so many times. So then it actually loses the effect of, um, you know, or like I like it when it's like the tease right up to like the moment. Yes. Like let's yes. take a hockey romance and. Um, you know, you have the heroine who is naked with the exception of wearing his jersey and like he gets excited about that. Right. So, you know, that there's going to be something after that. <laughs> right. It gives you the like, now you got to read the rest of yes. the book, right? You, <laughs> right. <laughs> you have my attention. <laughs> yeah. So let's look at like Natasha Madison's Only One Touch, which is Nico's book. We all know how I feel about Nico. <laughs> freaking nico freaking nico yeah, right but we freaking don't know nico. how big he messes up like she doesn't tease that at all but you get the intensity if you you know look at that blurb and you go back and you look you like get just from the little teasers we had that this was going to be a really intense passion-filled relationship Mm -hmm. And, you know, like it was balanced out. We didn't know how big he was going to screw up in the end. 
Big time. But then, you know, um, I had the privilege of reading a really early copy of her new book that comes out later this month, Mine to Take. And I'm not going to spoil it for anyone, but there's an almost kiss. And that's not even like the steamiest thing that happens in this book, you guys. But just lead me up to that. The hand on the cheek, the hand in the hair, the just almost. Those are the moments I want teased. Right. Because it it, it gets you to that anticipatory, ooh, there's so much passion here. <laughs> I'm like, don't give us all the milk without giving us the cow. <laughs> it's like you're edging us for the book. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we'll bring in the next level kink it is like edging bookworm yes. edition <laughs> oh my god there is a reel or a tiktok right there <laughs> oh i feel a sticker coming our way yeah, i was like oh no <laughs> teasers that definitely needs to be a sticker teasers edging the bookworm edition <laughs> is wrong with me um okay so so do you like teasers then do you like this kind of pr movement that's giving us teasers or do you wish that they would just give us a cover give us a synopsis give us the book um, i don't i don't mind teasers I, to a certain degree i mean because there's there's a lot of books out there right and I, um, and for some of the other bookstagram people or book talk people I follow, we don't always read the same things. So having some of those teasers is helpful because it like, Ooh, this sounds interesting. Like it'll pique my interest. Um, but I don't want it to spoil the book. Like, again, I don't want the plot line to be figured out or give me the steamiest um, part and that's where the tough part comes in is because if you're sharing teasers you're reliant on the author or the PR company to give you the content to share these teasers so you don't really know um, as the reader or if you're sharing them like if you know unless you were the beta reader or got a super early arc like you just don't know if this spoils the book or not um so yeah because then there's just disappointment if it spoils the book and you get like that's the end of like that's the best part or that's the steamiest moment like then you get and you're like that's kind of a letdown because <laughs> you built you built this up yeah I agree um Jenny any thoughts on teasers yeah I like the teasers that are like maybe a paragraph at the most like I, I just want like maybe a quote or a little back and forth between two characters but I don't want like an excerpt like so authors will often send usually like with I know Vanessa Vale does it about a week before the book comes out maybe 10 days she will send you the first chapter or the first half of the but she writes short chapters really short chapters um, and it's so that you read this chapter and you're like, okay, now her books are quick to pop early. She tends to be a little more, you know, sexy time happens a little quicker. Does that bug you when a newsletter comes and it's like, read your first chapter now? I 
I usually don't read it. I'll just ignore it until the book comes out. I need it all at once. I can't. Don't edge Jenny. That's what we're saying. Yeah, oh yeah I don't read them all that often. I mean, unless it's an author that I know and it's a book I'm really excited about. Um, I typically don't. Like, give me the one paragraph. Give me the, like, give me the hook in there. Um, and I don't, I don't know. I have books I'm reading. I don't need to read the one paragraph now or the one chapter now. I just give me a paragraph and we're good to go. I think the other thing in teasers is that, um, oh shoot, like I just blinked. It's okay. I had a thought. I'm going to come back to it. You though. can come back to it. Um, okay. So I don't really like teasers and I rarely read the first chapter. I open every author's newsletter and just scroll to the bottom so that they get that I opened it to help their open rates. Um, <laughs> but I don't look at them. I also, I mean, that's probably a whole nother episode. <laughs> the good and the bad of an author's <laughs> newsletter. Yes. Um, okay. I remembered what I was going to say. What I want in a teaser is to help set up the book for what I'm going to get and give me like a quote or a paragraph that helps me set up the characters. If this is enemies to lovers, like give me a like a little banter, like a fight banter. If this is something where it's like the fake relationship, like give me that paragraph of where they're setting this up on why it's like a fake relationship. Like, help me as a reader understand the tropes and what I'm getting into. Well, and I think that that's, that's part of what drew me into Adriana Locke has a series right now. It's like flirt, fluke, and they're all, all the blurbs are written like classifieds because they've gone mm -hmm. on social media and have been like, I need to find a date for my grandmother's birthday party. And oh, by the way, my ex-husband is dating my aunt. So be prepared or, uh, but you and I read um, the Cowboy Classified series by Janice mm -hmm. Whitaker. And those mm -hmm. were also written kind of like a classified. So it set yep. up like what was bringing them all together. And I right. kind of like that. Yeah, that was kind of fun and playful for what is actually happening in the book. I really think, like, give me a dating profile. <laughs> I mean, honestly, that's how I want an author to sell me the book. Set up a Bumble um, profile for your heroine and your male character. Let me see that. You know what I mean? Those are the kinds of, like, those are the basics that I need. Those are the teasers that I need. Yep. Um, the other thing I've noticed in social media teasers, and I think this has been a... A somewhat like a pendulum swing from spicy book talk <clears throat> is that I've noticed teasers have gone super spicy yeah like you know you'll get you know authors do a series of teasers for a book release and because everybody wants to compete in the spicy book talk like era then all of these teasers are the spicy moments or the spicy comments versus okay, yeah, like, let me know, have one of them be spicy, because yes, we want, you know, the readers who want spice want that confirmation that it's there, but they don't all need to be, they can be, like, the setup of the stories, and the, like, to reinforce the tropes, and 
the characters and things like that. So I don't know if you've either of you noticed that or not. I, I have. They're trying to sell books solely on, and I think it's part of the right. smut movement. And we have talked about how I feel about that word. Ugh. I am. <laughs> there is now. I like spice in my books. We all know this. Becky's not reading the spice, the sweet romances. We are not. The praying to God we're doing is not in a church. Those are not the romances I'm reading. But I also need more. I mean, we have a whole category where we put our PWP books, you know, and those are basically all spice, porn without plot. Um, and a great example of this is Pray Tell by Amanda Richardson. I thought this book was going to be PWP. I picked this book up because it was Primal Kink and I thought I had seen a teaser and I thought, okay, this is just all sex. Like, but I'm <laughs> here for it, right? Because I like Primal Kink and the chase and whatever. I'm here for it. I start reading this book and there's like big emotions and there is like character development and there's an actual story and a reason and he pines and not just like sexually he pines, but he pines for like and cares for her behind the scenes and all these things. And I'm like, what, what, what? Like I had a whole really great book experience with what I thought was being teased as PWP. And so I think that, and the same thing can happen. Like if they're only going to give us the spicy parts, we might be like, no, I really want a book with like a deep emotional connection. There are plenty of spicy parts in that Britt Benson book that Jenny talked about. There are plenty, plenty of spice because Levi. <laughs> but the emotions in that, you would be doing a disservice to that book if that's the only thing you as an author chose to right. focus on. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Um, like, it's kind of like degrading the books. Like, there's so much more. Like, in any relationship, there's so much more than just the sex. Like, yeah, you can find those books if you want them, right? Like, well, if we, you think we, about, we know where they're at. But <laughs> if you think about the books like the Pucked series by Helena Hunting, you know, those are funny, full of fun antics, but lots of spice. But you would miss some really caring and nuances if all she ever teased on those books was the spice. You would miss the funniness of those stories, the meat cutes mm -hmm. and such. So, I, yeah, I think that you're right. It is absolutely trying to get my book is super spicy titles or this was so much steam. I didn't know what, you know. I think there is kind of a competition that way. But hmm, that's another episode. We'll talk about the toxicity of the book world coming soon. <laughs> um, okay, so spoilers, because I have big feels on spoilers, and I wasn't aware of how big my feels were until earlier this spring. There was a title I was anticipating from Elsie Silver, was super excited. I was super excited for the audio because my unicorn of audio narrators, Sebastian York, <laughs> was the narrator for the book. And the day before release day, I was scrolling through TikTok and I got a trailer, teaser, by an influencer that gave me the whole storyline in 60 seconds. Um. I canceled my pre-order and I went to the author and I said, hey... 
just so you know, this influencer shared her a link, spoiled your whole book. And she's like, oh, haha, influencers, what can you do? That was my response back. And I'm like, oh. So typically, like if Carolina and I'm talking about a book, we'll say, do you mind if I spoil this? Like we ask for consent, you know, like if we're talking and sharing about a book. Um, but scrolling social media, I don't want to be spoiled. It's like the same thing in reviews because there's a lot of like if you sign up to get an arc, um, whether it be through the author or through a PR company, like one of the typical rules that you see 99% of the time is a spoiler free review. So why wouldn't that apply to the teaser trailers as well? Because you don't want the book to be spoiled. I think influencers are out of control. So I asked the question in our stories on social media a couple weeks ago and asked, I said, okay, so if a book gets spoiled, especially a highly anticipated book, like Elsie Silver is incredibly popular right now. People are clamoring to get her arcs early. And there's a competition to outdo and to shine mm -hmm. and... That is part of that. And and I would say the same thing for like someone like Anna Hong, who is limiting, like she only limits 125 arcs, but she has a thousand signups. Um, and so people are trying to outdo and be like, look at me, you know, I got this arc. It's mm -hmm. a, it's, you know, to create FOMO and excitement and attention. So I asked in our social media stories, I said, do you like spoilers? Do you care if, uh, you know, you get spoiled on a book? And if you are spoiled on a book, who's responsible? So if a book is spoiled, who is responsible? Is it the influencer? Is it the author? Is it you? Or is it the publicist? And the, the results were that basically it was influencers. And then I had tons of DMs saying, influencers are out of controls. I no longer follow influencers anymore because I'm tired of them ruining every book I want to read. So I think that some of the authors are so excited to have influencers excited about their books that they haven't been able to set boundaries and guidelines and established a really great authority. And I think some of that comes down to your PR company too. You know, yeah, yeah there's not sure. like a concrete box that you're working in, like they have free reign yeah um especially if it's before the book releases like if you want to plan an over-the-top video awesome could you do it the day after release at least that way people have had the chance to download it from kindle Unlimited. especially if it's like top of their cannot wait to read it list or just like right give a warning in like three seconds like hey i'm going to spoil this book if you don't want to see it you know like scroll to the next. Yeah. Um, okay, so Carolina, do you mind spoilers? Um it I don't know. I don't want them. I want to read the book. I want to experience the book. Yeah. So like knock it off. <laughs> <laughs> no. Stop it. <laughs> because because okay, here's the other part of it too is that if I don't realize how much of a spoiler it is, like sometimes you can see it's obvious, right? Um, or let's take, for example, like the one example you said of, oh, that quote or that spoiler or that um, teaser was like the steamiest part of the book. 
Um, if I go in with some of those expectations of teasers and then I then am disappointed because I now, I already know the whole, I realize that now I know the whole book or that was the steamiest scene or whatever. My rating for that book is impacted by that. You might, if I didn't have that spoiler in there, then I could anticipate it or get excited or really enjoy the this steamy scene for the first time. And if I don't have that, then I might read the book lower. Yeah. So that'll impact that too, because you've, there's excitement. I mean, there's reels and TikToks, like books I wish I could have read for the first time again. Like, let me experience as you've intended it to be experienced. Well, and don't you think if you get to that, see that this is like the spiciest part of the book, that you easily were going to, you could easily DNF. And so if you have an author that's a KU author, they're not getting the rest of those page reads. If you know what the grand gesture is that keeps them together. Right. You, why, why, why read it? You're potentially saying to that, you know, you're saying to that author, I'm not going to read this last 40% of your book. I don't need to. You spoiled it with your teasers. And so you are making 40% less on your page reads for that month. Yeah. Um, so I think that's something to think about too, because just as you were saying that, like, if I come to this and I already know it, it makes it easier to DNF it too. And to be like, yep, done. Move forward. Um, Jenny, do you have big thoughts on spoilers? Yeah, I don't like them either. Um, I, I was thinking about Jay Bensington's ripple effect because like you kept asking me about that book and I was like, I can't. I can't tell you anything. Like if I tell you anything, it's going to spoil the book. I can't. You tried really hard to get me to say something. I did. But... Well, that was Teddy Hamilton's fault. It's Teddy's <laughs> fault. Because he like very clearly was like, that's the book that gave me the biggest book hangover I've ever had to narrate. And I'm like, well, now I'm one, I'm scared to read it, but I'm excited to read it because if it's that's impactful. Right. But nobody's telling me anything. <laughs> Damn it all. Um, so I personally, so do you have an, do you have an age limit on spoilers? Because oftentimes if we're doing a quick shot for a book that's been out for two years, we'll say we're going to spoil it because, you know, it's been out for two years. Um, although we're, we try to be really good and not give away too much. But sometimes we love a book so much that we can't not give it away <laughs> right freaking nico um <laughs> but do you have a moratorium like if a book is say you know been out since 1990 or since 20 2019 would oh, you yeah. be okay if you came across the spoiler for that book yeah i would i would be fine with that mm -hmm. i think if it's been out for a year then like all bets are off, right? Like, I think you're fine. I mean, because there's one, there's a lot of books to read, you know, and we can't get to them all. Um, to some people are slower readers. So I wouldn't even want to say, like, I know, Becky, you said, okay, wait for the second, like the day after it comes out. Well, not everybody can read a book 
like one has time to read the books the day that they release and can read a book in a day like we're just some of us are not as fast readers as others um so it, it but at the same token like you know don't people want to read it for the first time themselves don't spoil it either i mean even in those quick shots of romances yes we do some spoilers um and we might talk about the like if there's a third act breakup the grand gesture or if like our feeling towards the grand gesture a little bit but we sometimes will keep will withhold what the grand gesture is because you know what the reader needs to live it even if the book has been out for a few years because that's just like not cool yeah no i will like if it's like say it's a movie that's based on a book and maybe it's a series and you're not sure like they're gonna get picked up for another like season or something I will go look for spoilers then just because I need that like feeling of completion but if it's if it's been made into a movie it's been out for a while right right um okay so spoilers and always there's the big conversation of content and trigger warnings. And this has been on my conversational piece that I've wanted to talk about for a long time. Um, I am very lucky and I realize very lucky. I do not have really any triggers. Birds, fucking birds. Do not put birds in books. I will stop it. Or no bats. One, fucking no bats. There are. Listen, Kate Canterbury, her Beauty and the Beast retelling. <laughs> The Beard and the Beast or the Bell and the Beard or whatever. I DNF'd that book because like by chapter three, she walks into the new house. She opens the door and bats come flying out. And I'm like, fuck, I'm out. I am out. No, thank you. She's running back. I'm done. Birds and bats, I'm freaking done. No, thank you. Um, Turn around. Who does that? Who puts bats in a book? It happens in real life. Romance is not real life. Knock it off. Fair enough. Nobody wants that. So authors, please do not put birds or bats in your books or I cannot read them. I even, okay, so this is really, I say I don't have any triggers, but I actually was looking at a book to read the other night and it said the girl had a pet bird. And I'm like, fuck no. Mm Mm-mm. Not for me. Can't do it. No, thank you. There's a bird on the cover. Mm-mm. No, thanks. Sorry. Unless we're eating the bird. Chicken and turkey. Um, okay, so content and trigger warnings. Um, I know that there are value in them for people, especially if you are going into some romances that are going to be a little bit more emotional. Um, For example, you know, if you're going into it and one of the people is um, in remission from cancer or there's a parent. I read the Confidence of Wildflowers and in that book that deals with like a parent being diagnosed with cancer. You know, you could if you've had that in your life, that could still be very raw for you. And and nobody wants their reading experience to become, you know, harmful. Right. And I understand that there is value in them, but I do believe there's overkill. Yeah, I think there's, it's, 
there are things for me that I feel like are overkill in trigger warning or some trigger warnings, especially with some other bookstagrammers who like put tons of like potential triggers. Um, and I think that's a little crazy, but I also try to be compassionate to people who that might like, that's not a trigger for me. So I feel like it's overkill. Um, there are content warnings and trigger warnings that I appreciate that. So then I know mentally going into reading this book, like the book I talked about before. Um, I want to read the book, but that was not the right time for me to read the book. Cause that's just not what I mentally wanted at the, at the moment. Um, so I think that's important going into it. Um, Stacey Kennedy did a great job in her Phoenix series of she put the content warnings. Um, I don't know if they're in the book descriptions, uh, like on the, on her Amazon listings, but in like, before you start reading the book, there is a page with just content warnings of what you will see. So it's very clear. Um, there was, oh goodness. Um, there's a book I read and I can't think of her name right now, the author. And it's one of those, I always have difficulty pronouncing her name, but anyways. Um, so Stacy of... doesn't put her content warnings in her blurbs. They must be in the front of her book. Yeah, they are. They, I know that they are in the front of her book. I just didn't know if she put them there she as well. Um, so I appreciated going to that. There was another author who you knew the book was going to be dealing with some heavy subjects. And she said, um, I, I, this book does have content and trigger warnings. If you have any warnings, please message me and I will like, let me know what they are. And I'll tell you if this is occurs in the book, she's like, I don't want to give it away because part of it like was was a plot point in the book like she it would have spoiled the storyline and reading the book you're like oh my gosh yes like I understand why she didn't want to reveal it because it was something that the hero was actually keeping from it was something that happened in the past that the hero was keeping from his whole family and everybody so like you needed to have the revelation when he revealed it to everyone as well um that so i i appreciate them in that sense um and i know that there are other contributors who who that we have who have um triggers at certain times of the year because of stuff so because of experiences life experiences so it's helpful to know that um but they can get a little out of, out of control. Yeah. Um, so, and, and I asked this because it was a recent discussion on TikTok. Um, an author, basically Ammo Jones said, I write dark romance. You can expect there to be dark themes and I'm not responsible for telling you if you don't want to deal with dark themes, don't read my books, which is kind of lazy and bullshit, right? We can all agree well, with that. Well, and I will. Go ahead. Yeah, like, then we, like, what's your definition of dark? What's my definition of dark? Could be two completely different things, and, yeah. I I think there's a, 
if the author only writes dark romance, you, I think there's a different, in my opinion, there's a little bit different expectation of that. Um, although I had a situation where I read an author's book, I happened to discover an author where they, they wrote more of a, a very emotional contemporary romance. And I was like, oh, I want to read more of this author. So I signed up for an arc of their next book, not realizing how dark they normally write. Like this one book I got was actually a very much a departure from what they normally write. And so I read the next book and it was dark. And I was like, why are there not content and trigger warnings on this book? Because I, like, it was pretty serious. And then come to find out that I just, it was, you know, this is typical for them. And what I read, that one book was atypical. Um, but if I would have known that, then... Yes, the dark themes, I think there's a different expectation. Who is responsible for warning? So is it, so I will always say, you know, if you're a reader, you're inherently a member of the reading community and be a good community member. Meaning before you recommend a book, make sure that you let them know that there might be some topics that could be sensitive. So ask, do you have any triggers? Because before I recommend this book, if you struggle with any time that, Maybe there's a, maybe you struggle with bats and this book has bats in it. I need to make sure that I care for you because that's being a good neighbor, right? Like a good book community right. neighbor. Um, but, you know, lot there's several authors particularly that write on the darker side that don't feel it is their responsibility to give a breakdown. You should just know it's dark romance and it might have bad things in it. And again, I'm going to pick up a mafia book. I know there's going to be gun violence. I pick up a mafia book. I know that somebody could get stabbed. Like kidnapping can happen. If it better fucking happen, actually. Um, but who is responsible for these warnings? I think it's a little bit of a mix. And I'm going to, I'm going to go with an analogy. I'm going with a food allergy analogy. Okay. Because mm. if you have a food allergy... My husband has an allergy to mollusks, clams, mussels, oysters, anything in that clamshell, right? Scallops. And we have to, if we go to a restaurant, they don't know. Right. They'll list some ingredients where, where we found trouble and go with me, roll with me on this, right? Is, um, okay, a dish could have and could show list. It doesn't have any of clam, mollusk, oysters, scallops. Okay, great. And this happened to us before. So he ordered the dish. Well, it turns out in the sauce, they used oyster sauce, but they don't typically list that. So that kind of becomes like the server got so like was so apologetic, but it was like, nope, you know, neither of us thought about that. Like this is okay. Now we need to know, we need to ask this question. If you have a trigger, if something is a trigger, part of the responsibility is you on the reader. But I also would say that authors need to create a line of open communication. Now, if you, I appreciate when authors put the triggers on there or put something in, like even in the blurb that says that, you know, something serious happened, 
okay, that gives me like a little bit of a red flag that, okay, maybe it's not the time to read this, or I need to ask some more questions. Or if you're going to list it on your website, go here for all the triggers or, hey, this book has some dark themes to it. If you have any concerns, please email me. Keep an open line of communication. The authors that just say, I write dark romance and, you know, just deal with it. I, I don't respect that because you never know what the reader has dealt with. So be open to that and be like put away for the reader to contact you or go to your website to like, you don't even have to list it in your book, put a one page on the website. That's just all your trigger and content warnings so that the reader can go look and find it for themselves yeah. and get the information. Katie Robert, Mariah, Mariah Ankerman both do an amazing job with that on their websites. You both, you can go right to their websites. They take every title and put triggers and they both will say, we're working on this. If somebody comes to us and says this content was triggering in your book, they will add it in there yeah. just to be, because mental health matters. Um, Jenny, do you have who's responsible for trigger warnings? Um, oh, I think Carolina's like analogy works really great. Like it, it's give and take, like you need to know what your triggers are, when they're going to be important to you. There might be times where it's not like as like, a big a deal as it's and then sometimes like I've had times where I'm reading a book and like something's I get guess triggered me like that I didn't realize was a trigger yeah um and that's that's not the author's fault that's not like and mine was like something that it didn't need a trigger it was my personal experience and I just had to deal with it right like no, I mean, you and I read that Maggie Gates book, What Heals Us. And there's one thing that happens in that book that it got me a little emotional and in the feels. And I had to put the book down and walk away for a little bit because it, but it was very, very small and very personal. And the circle right. of people that that would <laughs> bug. Exactly. Like... That, that was the same thing. Um, mine was a book club book and it was like the baby um, and it was born with like a recessive gene like disease yeah and so like this baby didn't they were like oh like yeah, different dad like fine and I'm like you don't know that but <laughs> it is not important to the storyline at all like, it's that leaving that disbelief <laughs> um yes does anyone have any more thoughts on content trigger warnings blurbs spoilers any of the things Okay. Yeah, I don't, I mean. If not, I think, do you know what that means? Uh, it's that time of the week, guys. It's book. Book. Of uh, the uh, week. Uh, okay, so I figured it out. In 25 weeks, we will have over 500 episodes. Do we think we can have an echo for our 500th episode? <laughs> okay thank you mike <laughs> please mike can we have an echo <laughs> um jenny what's your book of the week um my book of the week is saving rain by kelsey kingsley this is her re latest release um it kind of rides a line between like genre fiction and romance there is definitely um a large romance component but um it's told mostly from 
a male point of view and deals with some really heavy topics. So check your trigger warnings. Check your trigger warnings. <laughs> um, okay, Carolina, you've been teasing us the whole episode. What's your book of the week? Uh, my book of the week is For the Love of Whiskey by Melissa Foster. <sighs> and I, you, like, the book, like, reading the book was, like, beyond five stars for me already. The audiobook is, like, a gazillion stars who narrates I, that oh shoot i knew you were gonna ask that um <laughs> i am looking that up right now um but it it's an emotional read because as becky talked about this book earlier um that she escapes from a cult and she's trying to find her like she needs a safe haven and she needs something um she needs a safe place and she's finding her independence. Um, and cowboy and, whiskey is and cowboy, everything. Callahan cowboy whiskey is such a fierce protector. Um, and he's such a safe space for her. And he is so patient. Like the minute you meet the, their first meeting when he, like she's super nervous to meet him and go with the whiskeys to redemption ranch. And he takes his head off and he kneels down next to her and like he uses that like calm voice. It's like, Aiden Snow. Of course. I it's... was like, oh <laughs> of course my it's next gosh. year. He like I was like, I, I cowboy cowboy is like my number one. Um and Megan Yeah, Meg Sullivan, Sullivan and Meg, Meg, Sullivan. Meg Sullivan and Aiden Snow. I I don't know that I have heard Meg Sullivan before. If I have, I haven't like paid attention to it. Um, Aiden Snow is freaking incredible, but Meg Sullivan is blowing my mind with how she's varying all the women's voices, like from her narration to um, Sully, the heroine, to the mother, to the sisters. And even, um, now I'm not going to say that one because that'd be a spoiler. Um, like all of them, I'm just like blown away. Okay. Um, I just looked her up. I could only find three other books that she's done. So she maybe is newer on the audiobook I, scene. Everybody, everybody needs to hire her is basically what the moral saying? of that story. Because she, like, I don't really have very many one- I don't really have one click female narrators, male narrators for sure. Like if, you know, I like Aiden Snow, I like, oh, who's the other one that I like? Um, Shane East reads it, you're buying yes, it. Shane, yeah, Shane East is my other one, right? <laughs> um, but now like Meg Sullivan, she, if she's reading it, I am there. Okay. Um. Also, if you loved the TV show Yellowstone and have feelings towards Rip in that series, Cowboy Whiskey has all the Rip vibes. All uh, of them. He has a lot of um, He does something where he decide where he seeks some revenge. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, he does. Oh, my gosh. And he totally is walking around with the touch her and die kind of vibes too yes yes you're right super protective right. over the top hero 
Um, yes. And only soft for his heroin. Yes. Oh, in the lake. When he takes the lake. Jeez. Oh, that book, Jenny, have you read that book yet? not oh my gosh read the book book. book. (laughs) um listen to the book listen to the book (laughs) so my book of the week is something unexpected by vi keeland this is her new standalone that is just out here in july and this book was so emotional um there's a fantastic grandma in it who is fulfilling her bucket list she has cancer it's end of life and the hero is her grandson and the heroine is her bucket life, com- her bucket list companion who's taking her on all these adventures. I mean, there's a skinny dipping scene that results in an arrest. Like I'm telling you the shenanigans in this book. Uh, Sky- Let's to that scene. I'm reading it now. Oh, it's so good. Anyway. <laughs> so good. So many shenanigans in this book. I cannot recommend it enough. Um, it's the banter. Vikelin writes great banter, and this book absolutely has it. And Beck, our hero, is so freaking grouchy. So grouchy. Um, anyway, can't say enough great things about that book. Um, Patreon update. Welcome to new member Amber, or as we like to call her, Jill. Um, and also... You weren't there, Carolina. <laughs> so oh, I heard about this. Last okay. month at yeah. book club, somebody <laughs> said she was our <laughs> author. I changed the name on her Zoom to the author's name. She changed it back to her real name. Oh, my gosh. Anyway. So, Amber, welcome. We, we initiated you. <laughs> Big time. Um, Welcome to the chaos. <laughs> right? The thing is, is, that's not the most ridiculous thing that's ever happened at book club. Um, oh. Also, welcome to Elise and Sky. We are super excited to have you all as part of our community. And we look forward to seeing you at book club and all the other fun things that we do. Um, happy Patreon anniversary to Danielle, Amanda T, and Kimberly. Uh, thank you for supporting the podcast. Thank you for being a part of our amazing Buzzing About Romance community. Swag packs for the month of July are headed out. And I am super excited to share our swag pack sponsor authors for July are Susan Stoker, Kaylee Ryan, and Gina Azee. This swag pack this month, chef's kiss, like top shelf swag pack for the month. Um, you can still get this if you join our Patreon. It's now our $12 fancy drink tier. If you join it at any time between now and the end of the month, you will receive one of our swag packs. Um, that that perk kicks in as soon as you join. Um, so swag packs go out to fancy drink, cold brew, and queen bean tier. Uh, and we still have buzzing about romance exclusive stickers, mood reading cards, and other fun things that are coming along with some amazing swag provided to us by some of our favorite authors. Um, These are mailed monthly, usually on the fifth of the month, and we do ship these internationally. There is no wait time on the perk. It kicks in as soon as you join. Because of our amazing Patreons, we are able to bring you three episodes a week, and we are still going on our goal of 75 members so we can plan our first ever book retreat. All members of the Patreon get exclusive episodes along with perks like drunk, well, buzzing book club. We 
changed it up a little bit. It's now called the Buzzing Book Club. Um, and also, we are back with our summer reading challenge. Are you guys doing summer reading? Yes. Jenny, no. I haven't. I haven't looked at the card. I'm sure I could pick some off. Sure. <laughs> um, there's fun stuff. And Carolina, you got to go on one of the yeah. best book dates ever. I'm so jealous. Yes, you did. I, no, it was Gretchen and I happened to be in San Diego at the same time. So we met up for brunch and ended up going to Rustic Root. And um, they have a rooftop area. Yeah. And so it was like gorgeous views of downtown San Diego and delicious food and we legit talked nonstop about like all book things the whole time it was great oh my god so jealous so excited for you guys like i was like what what i want to go to brunch i want to have brunch with gretchen and carolina <laughs> um hopefully soon so there's fun things in our summer reading challenge make sure you check out our website to get your summer reading card it goes from june 21st to july 31st and we're going to celebrate the end of summer reading challenge with something different, something we've never done before. Um, I'm hey, so excited for it. I, I bought like special PJs for this. So <gasps> I haven't a, ordered my like, PJs yet. I'm looking. So we are going to order special PJs now. <laughs> I know. Right. Don't you think we need special summer reading PJs? Yes. <laughs> So we are hosting our first ever summer slumber party from July 28th through the 29th in our Discord. Authors are going to come in. Every author is doing a giveaway for their half an hour that they're going to be there. They're going to come in, answer questions. Um, it will be so much fun, you guys. You will not want to miss out on... Um, even if you're not doing summer reading challenge, you can still come to our slumber party. You can find details on our website. Um I'm super excited. And now we all need special PJs. <laughs> I need special PJs. Um, okay. Also, you can find a list of all of our current events, including happy hour, IG lives, and book clubs. And I know that lots of people are headed to book signings, and we ourselves are headed to a couple of book signings. Um, potentially, Jenny and I will be in Columbus the weekend of July... 22nd uh, for the Beyond the Reader event in Columbus, Ohio. But then we definitely will be in Louisville for Readers on the River. And then um, in November, we will be checking out, well, we are signing. It sounds so weird. Nobody wants our signature. <laughs> We're hanging out with the uh, at the HEA Reader event in Indianapolis, Indiana. Um, so we are super, super excited about all of that. A lot of our contributors will be there. I think everybody, Lindsay's still trying to figure out if she can make it, but I think all of us will be there I'll in be Indianapolis. There. It's going to be so fun. I'm so excited. Um, and we're going to have some fun drink. We're going to have like a cocktail evening on Friday night with just our buzzing about romance people. And then Saturday night, we're going to have game night. I found some Yay. space at the hotel and we are going to have game night. So lots of fun stuff. Make sure you check out buzzingaboutromance.com for details in the coming weeks. Um, and you can still get tickets to the HEA Reader event. They're still on sale. And that is linked on our website. Um, anyway, and we still have lots of happy hours and IG lives and fun things coming. So love it. It's a great time to be a part of our community. Um. 
Okay, thank you, Jenny and Carolina, for joining us, um, or joining me for this episode and talking about blurbs, spoilers, and teasers, and all the things. Um, Until next time, everyone, happy reading. Find us on Instagram at buzzingaboutromance or on Twitter at buzzingromance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes. 